we could prevent people a lot of heartache by showing kids there's other options, by educating them and letting them know that there are other ways and that it's okay. That's a gift we're giving people to your kids to not have to go through hard things or to not think that they're wrong or whatever because of their preferences. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Happy birthday, Steve. Who, oh, me? It was your birthday. It was your it birthday, was my birthday yesterday. Couldn't be. Sure was. <laughs> then who? <laughs> Although, by the time this drops, it will have been... I don't remember what follows. A week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was my birthday a week and a day ago or something? It sounded like you had a really good birthday. I did. I had a heck of a birthday. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. We did a lot. It's funny. You're not as red today. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was, I was rather red yesterday. You're just a little pinky. It's funny because I caked on that sunscreen. Are you sure it was sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> I've been all proud of myself that I'm getting back to using SPF on my face every day okay. in a moisturizer. SPF what? I don't know. Doesn't S- matter. SPF. It's SPF. More Unless than like two. more than non SPF, <laughs> but I hate it in face moisturizer because it always feels like sunscreen. It's just like oily yeah. and sticky and gross, and I don't want that on my face. And I started using the same stuff that I used to use, and I was like, whatever, just deal with it. And I was like, it feels so much better this time. It actually just feels <laughs> like moisturizer. It doesn't even feel like sunscreen. And I've just been I've been opening the drawer, squirting it, putting it on my face. It's like the squirt Aveeno type. Well, I finally pulled it out of the drawer yesterday. It doesn't have SPF. <laughs> so you didn't put That's why it on. doesn't feel like sunscreen. I had a bottle yeah. of Aveeno SPF, and I don't know where it went, but now there's a, a bottle of Aveeno non-SPF where the old one used to be. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you didn't put sunscreen on your face no. yesterday? No. No, well, I, I not, did. That not was that, oh. that was yesterday morning that I discovered that. So then I grabbed something else that actually okay. did have SPF. But yeah, my sunburn is, it'll turn into a tan quickly. But oh, is that already is, looks tan. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're a little red, but not really. I'm just curious if it was expired now, because that's the next question. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I had it for a very long time. Do you remember every, well, I'm sure you do remember this, but every year at the beginning of the summer, you put sunscreen on Penny and she always uh, has an allergic reaction to it. Not always. It's like a the lot first of time every did. year. Is it? I just thought it was if I used the wrong kind. It is, but it's like we do it every year. I think that's because every year I can't remember what the wrong kind was. (laughs) So I used the wrong kind on her again. You didn't put it on a spreadsheet? I should have. I know what it looks like. It's mostly blue. It's mostly blue. There's a lot of blue I know. (laughs) I wonder what it is. I'm not like judging you at all. Yes, she is. No, I'm not. (laughs) We've we just always use the same sunscreen, so I know Penny just got sensitive skin. She does have very sensitive skin. She's got some stuff going on right now, something to do with probably pollen or bug bites. Bug bites, yeah. She's so sensitive to any bug bite. It's so sad. Bees. Bee stings are bad. Yeah. Anyway. You're not, I'm not saying like you're a bad parent for that at all. It just thing. happens. Yep. And you always feel so bad, and I feel so bad for both of you. 
<laughs> anyway, you're not red. Nope. You had a good birthday. Yeah, it was great. And I'm digging we... in your glasses. Thank you. My eyes were hurting all day, so I took my contacts out. Allergies? I don't or know. Or just sun. Maybe the sun I yesterday. What were you going to say? We went to a hot spring on Friday, and we camped Saturday, Sunday, did a bunch of hiking, and then we boated Monday, and then we came here for cake. So many of your favorite things. I know. And the best thing was not a single one of them was planned. Really? Friday after work was when it all like spontaneously started. We had combusted. talked about camping. Combusted. We never actually made any plans. Weren't sure if we were going to do it Friday night, Sunday night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it all was spontaneous. We called the hot spring thinking you always have to have reservations like a month out. It's like the bougie hot spring. Yeah. In Idaho City. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make reservations. It's always packed. So we called and we're like, hey, is there any chance you had a cancellation in like an hour? And they're like, we do. Come on up. I'm That's like, sweet. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. And then camping, we literally decided, okay, let's actually do it. We keep talking about it. Let's just pull the trigger and do it. So we camped. Nice. Do you still have your camp trailers? I do. Two of them or just one? Just one. We used it. It was great. Nice. I was hoping Jalen would be a little more impressed with it. It's his first time seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> This is some weird life. <laughs> I was hoping he'd be more impressed with my you know? camp trailer. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is his first time seeing it and not impressed. Like. <laughs> he wasn't that impressed. No. So, gonna have to Get put that one away. I popped it up hurt. and it, he just wasn't that impressed. It is a pop up trailer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always worry about whether or not it's actually going to work, if it's going to go up, if it's going to stay up, if it's going to, you know, come crashing down halfway through. Oh Does it have plumbing? Uh, the plumbing was old and had to be removed. Really? Yeah. That's true. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, the canvas, the exterior canvas has some problems and it's starting to sack on the side. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's got, it's got some water damage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and how, how it, it kind of smelled bad when we first... <laughs> and how are the rubbers? <laughs> <laughs> they look worn out? How's the what? The rubbers. They've been real run down. <laughs> Times. We, could, we, could, we could go on with this for days, couldn't wow. we? So, so Jalen was not impressed. <laughs> and I wonder why. <laughs> we need Jalen to come would, over. <laughs> would you be impressed with the camp trailer I just described? Or the whatever I just described? <laughs> it sounds amazing. With... <laughs> it's not as I remember it. <laughs> But you haven't seen my camp trailer in a long time either. I'm sorry. You may have to turn down the volume because of <laughs> Jessica's high pitched laugh. Good luck to our editors after doing all that laughing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just lost half of our listeners. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when you tried to park it in my parking spot. Oh my <laughs> they kicked you out. <laughs> they kicked me out on the first day. Because it was they too said, old. You can't. <laughs> I 
said, that doesn't belong here. <laughs> oh my gosh, this actually leads in really great to our topic. Because <laughs> all of this is true. <laughs> this is true. Oh man. Okay. Uh, my belly hurts. I really was talking about my camp trailer. I know you were. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <sighs> sorry, Jalen. Oh, sorry, Steve, so, that Jalen wasn't impressed. To wrap it yeah. all up, I got a real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> These things, you didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay, what? To wrap it all up, what? Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> no, what were you guys saying? You had a really good birthday weekend. <laughs> Despite. <laughs> yeah. The trailer. In yeah. spite of what I just described. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't think we've ever laughed that hard on the podcast. No. <laughs> we have laughed a lot, but maybe not that hard. But you guys, what's the title of this we, episode? <laughs> we also haven't come up with an analogy for anything that worked as well as that one. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> what do you mean? We're just talking about a camp trailer. Yeah. What did you think we were talking about? A camp trailer? Yep. Oh my gosh. Anything else going on that we need to chat about? <laughs> I played pickleball last weekend. I you did? You yeah. did? In Idaho Falls? What yeah. did you think of it? Susie has a pickleball court. Oh, awesome. It's do fun. you love it? Yeah, it was fun. Are you going to come play with us? I would like to. Come play with us. A little hard on my wrists. You know, I got wrist issues, but. Wear a, wear a brace. Maybe so. You could wear a brace and play pickleball. I broke her paddle. Oh. Did you throw it on the ground? I did not. I just <laughs> slammed an overhead and, like, busted oh, off. That's not a good paddle, then. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. <laughs> she said they were in need of new paddles, so thank you for finally giving them reason to go buy new paddles. So do I need to send her a new paddle? <laughs> I need to send her a new paddle. <laughs> just because it'd be funny. With a return box for Penny's charger. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Penny cannot go to her house and not leave something. It's, it's true. ridiculous. It's true. Matt was playing in a pickleball tournament, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago or so. Yeah. And he was a little frustrated at one point. Oh. <laughs> and he and you... threw his paddle on the ground and walked away. <laughs> well, temper, temper. <laughs> but this is... Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't necessarily like calling time out. Mm -hmm. And the partner who I was playing with at the time, he really wanted a timeout. So he called it. And there were two things going on. One, we were losing. I was not happy about that. That's the number one I thing. I can't imagine. Number two was I didn't want to call a timeout. And so he called the timeout. And when you call a timeout in pickleball, you if you go off to the side, you typically leave your paddle where you were at so you mm -hmm. can remember easily where you're going. You like, probably normally Who's on which gently side? set it down. Yeah, you normally do. <laughs> but this time this I just normal. chucked it down. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I threw it down. And uh But I thought it was funny because Matt was really good at tennis in mm -hmm. high school and played mixed doubles and I don't know what you played. Men's doubles. Men's men's doubles. But he had to get his racket replaced numerous times because he would get angry and would break his racket. Yeah. And so I was like, I oh my gosh, that. I saw this little <laughs> this little peep into high school Matt. You're not like that. I mean, and you weren't that mad. It wasn't like an aggressive no, it throw. Was, it was just But I could tell he was, <laughs> was a little funny. toss, a little yeah. more than you would have. Well, his partner put him in timeout. I'd be ticked too. Yeah. <laughs> he did. We still lost that match. Dang yep. it. 
And that's okay. It is okay. But well, I want you to come play yeah. with us sometime now, Steve. Yeah, I would like to. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm still waiting because I got to refinish our pickleball court. Yeah. It's been raining like almost every day. Like Have you ordered sporadically. No, I haven't. Because I don't want to order it until I can see like there is Enough sun time for in the, to, in the yeah. forecast. Because there has to it's be. Been a while. The is there a shelf been life on wild. the stuff you paint it with? Is that what you're worried about? Well, it needs time to set. And yeah, it has to have five to seven days of setting without rain. All I'm just wondering is why we haven't ordered it. Oh, because I'm waiting to see the forecast. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever makes sense to you, babe. Money in my bank account's better than money not in my bank account. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the longer I can keep it there, the better. Awesome. Yes. All right, so usually we take a summer break from the podcast, and this summer we are not. You two are. Matt and Steve are taking a break. Yeah. Steve's looking at me like, I thought I was oh, getting yes, a break, Jessica. <laughs> you told me this is the last time. <laughs> um, so these guys are taking a break, but I have been working on a summer series for you guys that is going to cover topics that I think are really important for people who are experiencing crisis in their relationship or who have had a partner come out. So honestly, they're applicable to everybody. They're about relationships. They're about navigating life. But they were topics that specifically come up over and over again in my coaching groups. And so I brought in some experts on those topics to interview for the summer. So I'm really excited about this. And if you want to make sure you're seeing these and getting all the information, please Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and also get on our email list because there's going to be some great things coming and I want you to know when they're happening. I've been doing these interviews. You guys didn't really know this, but... I did. You did, I guess. Steve does it. I did not. They've been so great. I am so excited for these to come out. So it's going to be awesome. Interviews you've been conducting that you haven't aired yet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I've got like the whole summer okay. already done. Cool. Yeah. So it's going to be great. So just so you know, that is coming. So today, this is the last interview with Matt and Steve until September. You're interviewing us? <laughs> no, the last podcast, sorry. The oh. last podcast with... <laughs> I'm kind of interviewing you. This was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> with Matt and Steve until September. And then uh, they'll be back then, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So let's dive in. And this, we're going to today answer one of the questions that you got from you from you, our listeners, and it's got a lot here. So I'm going to read the whole thing. I feel it's important to talk to our children openly about sex and boundaries. Correct. That we is, all agree. That is mm-hmm. Steve. Yeah. You're in agreement. The biggest conversation that I have with people is at what age, right? Mm-hmm. And there's people out there that think, no, I'm not going to talk to them about sex or anything until they're almost to puberty. No. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's too late. Like, way too late. Especially in this day and age. And I remember a few years back having this in-depth conversation in a pool in Orlando, Florida with one of my friends. And it baffled his mind that we would have conversations with our children before they were in kindergarten. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're you're like dirtying their mind. No way. No, I'm just educating. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you come at it from a stance of education on an age-appropriate level, it's in no way during their mind. It's yeah. simply – and also they're going to hear it at school, even in kindergarten. Right. So why not be the ones that talk to them and say, hey, if you hear these things, come talk to me. I have answers to your questions. Yeah. 
I am glad we talked. I mean, you talked to Penny. I talked to Penny a yeah. lot about it growing up. Yeah. And I'm so glad because she won't talk to me about those kind of things now. Mm. She is not interested <laughs> in talking to her dad about since she hit puberty. She's just yeah. not interested in those conversations with me. So I am so glad that we had those conversations before. Yeah. Uh, they still should happen and need to happen. And if I'm she, if I'm not the one she wants to hear it from, fine. But I'm just glad that yeah. before she became sensitive to those subjects of like, but she at least tells you that's her gross. boobs hurt, right? <laughs> no, she, she does not. <laughs> oh, does she oh, tell you guys? Yes, every day. Penny, <laughs> so things that are like she's pretty comfortable talking to all of us about yeah. her body or about bodies. I mean, like she'll be weird about it to a little bit, but not like a lot of kids. Hmm. And that's something I think is really helpful. And even the, the the seeds you've planted, Steve, before will come back to where she is comfortable talking to you. And that's important. And yeah, there will be times that they don't talk to every parent about everything. Nor do they need to. Nor Yeah, they right. don't have to. But just knowing that it's a conversation that can be had if they want to. Okay, so that was the first part of this person's question. My oldest son told us he's gay. He was gay a couple years ago. I would love for you guys to talk about how to address that with our kids whose sex lives look different than our own. What does your ex-husband wish he would have known? Honestly, I hear a lot about talking to your kids about it, but they only talk about how to address traditional, and they have that in quotes, male slash female sex. How do we educate our children differently? Where are those resources? The last question is interesting. Mm -hmm. Where are those resources? Well, you might have to be the only yeah. resource. Well, and you might have to research those resources that you're comfortable with mm -hmm. sharing. Like every every person has a different level of comfortability of what you're planning to share with your kids. No matter what kind of sex they're having. Right. I hope that things progress where sex ed in school encompasses, is more encompassing, more inclusive of all types of sex. But at this point, it's not. There might right. be some places it is, but it sure as heck isn't that way in Idaho. <laughs> I, I remember one of, well, so in my health class in college at Boise State, that was the sex class I wish I got in high school mm. and junior high or middle school because we talked about stuff that I had no idea about. And I was in college. I was mm -hmm. 22, 23 years old. And I was like, wait, what? Whoa. Do like, you remember what some of those Yes. Were? One of the, the one that sticks out in my mind is it was called. I'm so curious. I know. Steve and I just both <laughs> smiled at each other. <laughs> it was called mutual masturbation. Oh. Where. Like it just wasn't a term you'd heard. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't a term or a, an idea that I even had thought about. Mm. I'm not even sure I know what it is. Wait, so mutual. Ma you just jerk off together. Yes. Jerk each other off. Either way. Either. Well, that's just a I funny don't know thing if, to call it. Do, do, well, well. <laughs> Do women call it jerking off? I don't probably know. Whatever. Probably not. Okay. So, getting off. so so basically the I mean this again, I was in college, 23 years old ish. Um, and I was first learning about like, okay, one version of safe sex mm -hmm. was mutual mm -hmm. masturbation. There's no penetration. Yes. And I was like, oral. wait, what? Okay. I I never no had, exchanging a bodily fluids. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. not even touching each other's bodily yeah. body parts. Interesting. But you they the both individuals got off by watching each other. It's still an do experience that. together. Yes. 
Yeah. And and I, can get that. I mean, it was a version of safe sex. Um, and I didn't receive that education until college. Yeah. And what like and not, it's uh, yeah. I just thought, okay, what if maybe others I mean again as a version of safe sex could have been something yeah. that was talked about earlier and maybe could have prevented disease or, or whatever. Pregnancies or yeah. whatever. It's interesting. I'm trying to think of how I learned about gay sex and when, and it was probably porn. Yeah. So my advice is don't let it be porn mm -hmm. that teaches your kid that there is a different kind of sex than what they've been taught because you don't want to learn it from porn. <laughs> so just right. explain it to them. Be the, you you nope. are that resource. Just explain. I so vividly remember when Penny learned about gay sex. She at some point said something about ah, what was? What I don't was think I've heard this. I've shared it on here before. I think I don't remember. No. -uh. At some point, she said or she implied something about. Gosh, I wish I could remember the whole context, but sex was coming up, mm -hmm. and she's like. But you're gay, so you don't have sex. <laughs> and I was like, hold up. What do you mean by that? And she's like, well, the the penis and the vagina and you, mm -hmm. you, you don't have sex. And I said, honey, gays have sex. It just goes in a different hole. <laughs> or there's different ways. Like yeah. Matt's saying, like there's so yeah. many ways to have sex. Yeah. Blew her mind. <laughs> yeah. But we had a good conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think but I'm glad she heard it from me yes. and not from yeah. some kid in the back of the school bus who laughed at her for not knowing that. Right. Or but, made it crude yeah. or gross or something. Right. Or yeah. shameful or whatever. Yes. But what? where can you find those resources? Yeah, it's not out there. Right. Porn. Because, and I guess that's a good question because for a heterosexual parent. For, for me, like I, I've never experienced it. I haven't seen gay porn. I haven't seen, like, I've been educated on... All of even what you described, and right? And I'm calling it gay sex, but I guess it's just anal, anal sex, sex or oral sex. It doesn't yeah. have to be I right. Mean, and that's the thing, like I'm same thinking, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual or anything yeah. else, those things are the same. So every year before school starts, and this is purely because that's when I first talked to Penny about sex, and so it's like a it's a signal to me to again have another conversation about sex. I mean, we talk about sex; it's an open dialogue. The kids yeah. know we they can bring it up. But I actually have like planned topics that I talk to them about every year before school starts. And we've started like last year, I think Matt and Sarah sat down with us too right. and joined that conversation. But I t try to tackle topics that are coming up, you know, things that they might not have might be talking about or things, anything. And I let them put it out there. Do you have any questions? Are there any things that have come up? But these are important things that I didn't thought to talk about honestly are the different types of sex like like that sex happens in many different ways i mean we've talked like masturbation and things like that but mutual masturbation or anal sex or oral sex i don't know that i've specifically talked about those maybe we've in passing but and here's the that's thing that's getting added to the list your kids are going to hear about this oh 100 going to hear about it mm -hmm. The option is, do they hear about it from us in an educational setting, or do they hear about it at school? Or, or on a video, or porn. whatever. And yeah. Just have the conversations. And even if you, if your views on different types of sex, if you're not for them, like, 
fine, but at least educate them. Right. Yeah. It's still a thing that they are going to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. Be the one that exposes them to it. Yeah. Right. Be the one that has those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the that's key That's a better way to say that. <laughs> yeah. That is important here is so, it doesn't matter how they identify or if they're gay, straight, whatever. I think the important thing kind of that we're coming to is talk about all of it. Talk about all of it because everybody's sex life is going to be different than another person's sex life. And you make a good point, Steve. Like anal sex happens in all types of relationships. That's not just exclusive to gay men. And how, I mean, I can think of back to a time when oral sex, Mm -hmm. at least among a certain demographic was not considered sex mm. and mormon kids would yeah. get their temple and recommend saying no i've never had sex but they had done oral sex and mm-hmm. in their mind whether this was actually what they believed or not or what they they were saying no that's not sex yeah because right. i was taught sex is a penis and a vagina that didn't happen yeah <laughs> it's interesting to me in you know homes religions whatever where it is a very conservative view like that. Like we were all raised where sex is for marriage. And the things that kids come up with to justify or say, oh, but that's not really sex. When it's it's a hundred percent sex. Like people saying, I'm sure there are kids that said, Well, mutual masturbation isn't sex. We didn't even touch each other. Yeah, we didn't even touch each other. We didn't whatever. And right. this, and like dry humping, to me that was totally sex. You're getting off if we you, had our clothes on. Yeah, if you're getting off that it's in my brain, that is sex. Like if whatever. I get why it might be safer. Like yeah. it could be safe sex. It's still sex or, you know, that's interesting you bring that up because I remember kids like that, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really have sex. I'm like, yeah, you did. That's sex. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the new thing right now is in the armpit. Yeah, there's something <laughs> about armpits. Yeah. And yeah. Like people were getting, weren't people getting like. They were getting herpes, herpes in, the in their armpit. Isn't that so weird? Like you just live up your armpit. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> like. <laughs> There you go. So I'm demonstrating. Oh Thank you for demonstrating, Jessica. I'm so Steve, we're both. <laughs> Take your hand out of your armpit. So now you can't touch your armpits. No, no. There's just yeah. all sorts of weird things that come up, and if your kids bring things up to you that you don't know about, initiate. We'll say, hey, I haven't heard of that. Let's look it up together, or let me research right. that and get you some answers. Because again, it's better that you are having these conversations than just sending them, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it. And then they're going to go to the internet. You're right. And they're right. going to find porn. And, if they, and it's going to be... Yeah. The oh, second you say, you close down and say, I don't want to talk about it, or you just don't talk about it, because yeah. to ignore it is not talking about it. Yeah. They are oh, going to go find it. That's going to trigger the curiosity of, what is the thing that's taboo? And curiosity find kills out. the cat. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah. as we talk about this, I'm like, what if... Little Steve had had conversations of understanding there were options in your life. Like our relationship probably wouldn't have happened, which I'm not saying I don't, I regret that our relation happened in any way. But we could prevent people a lot of heartache by showing kids there's other options, by educating them and letting them know that there are other ways and that it's okay. And so that they don't end up in situations like Steve and I and all of the women I work with and the hundreds of people that show up in my DMs, like that's a gift we're giving people. 
to your kids to not have to go through hard things or to not think that they're wrong or whatever because of their preferences. I don't know. Yeah. I think it creates safety instead of creating like some perversion of like the guy saying, you can't tell your kids that it dirties their mind. But what if we just talk about it in an educational sense and that it's a good thing and then it, it they can respect it instead of sneaking around thinking they have to get away with something. I'm trying to think if I was ever offered from an educational perspective information about that. I hmm. I can't think of any. Yeah. I remember like in middle school, like we came home with a permission slip from our PE teacher or health teacher, whoever it was. I don't remember. That made our parents sign. That still happens. If it was okay. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just curious. Did your parents not sign the permission slip? Well, I'm sure they did. I went to, I mean, I I know I went to a sex ed video thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think usually it's if you want to opt out. Like Mm -hmm. you have to turn in the slip if you want to opt out. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I, I mean, I was at sex ed i don't remember anything I don't about either, it but i know i i know i went fifth grade probably fifth, so, sixth, i remember seventh. parts I think about they puberty do it, yeah i think they do it starting in fifth and up through seventh or eighth or something do you think that there should be a in public education that there should be like a like a quarter class length for sex ed i think it could be cool i mean i think it could be important well i think it could be super helpful mm-hmm like, just thinks it would be cool. I think it would be helpful. A super helpful. And that's what I mean by cool. <laughs> like, it so, would be good to learn and, more. And the reason why I thought about that is because uh, this last weekend I was in Pocatello and I stopped by one of my family members' houses. He's a, he's a firefighter. He's a chief actually in Idle Falls, but he lives in Pocatello. But the old chief in Idle Falls started a an EMT and firefighter class at Pokey mm-hmm. High. Oh, that's cool. That Exactly. Of to educate those who want to learn more about being an EMT or being a firefighter, like part of it, like mm-hmm. part of the curriculum and the option to choose to go into that. And see, like, I think it'd be great. But also the kids who whose parents are signing, no, they can't go to sex ed are a lot of times the same kids that their parents aren't talking to them about sex at all. Right. So it's like we can't control that. Parents still ultimately get to decide what their kids learn to a point. But they're also negating the fact I, that kids are really telling them, even if you're yeah, I really think your your only exposed. option is talk to them. They're gonna learn it one way or another. It's just whether you get to choose the timing and the presentation or someone yeah. else does. How you want them to gather the information. And even if your teaching is here are different types of sexual behavior. I know we keep saying sex, it's sex, it's sex, but sexual behavior yes. or sexual yeah, yeah. interactions. Are... We're using very broad general terms here. Right. But even if your views are, this is appropriate sex in these circumstances, this is inappropriate mm-hmm. sexual behavior, at least you've educated them. Yeah. Like, no matter what your views are, whether you're for or against certain types of sexual behavior in certain circumstances, that's fine. But at least you've educated them on what they are. Yeah. yeah. So that they're not going to go out there and discover this new type of thing. Yeah, that they didn't get educated on or guidance. I think on. I think another aspect of this too is knowing and understanding laws about sex, like the uh, age. educating them on yes. okay and appropriate ages, yes. like legally. Yeah, yeah, and with who legally age wise. That's a good thing for them to know. Just 
Right. For all aspects. To protect everybody right? and all that. I also think, too, it's you get to share with your children what you feel is appropriate at different ages. And like this is a conversation we have with our kids is, you know, these are our views on what we feel is appropriate. But you are always welcome to come talk to us. Like we want to be here to support you as you are heading into new areas of your sexuality. Like as you're opening up doors, please come talk to us. Like if you think you're ready to have sex, I want to have a conversation with you so you feel empowered going into that and not scared or whatever. And yeah, it just happens sometimes. But also (laughs) if you think you're getting close having those conversations. Bottom line for me, there was part of this question that triggered in my mind that if you read kind of in the second part of this question, I Mm -hmm. believe it was, read that again, because it triggered in my mind the fact that even whether your son is gay or your daughter is heterosexual, like their sexual life is going to be different than yours. A hundred percent. And everybody's sexual life is going to be different than anybody else's, Mm -hmm. right? So that's my bottom line out of this question is that, Treat this as you would treat any other of your children's conversations. So what they say is, I would love for you guys to talk about how to address um, that, which she's talking about sex, with our kids whose sex lives might look different than our own. I think that's the line you're talking about. Correct. And again, this is important that we talk to our kids about all types of sex and all different age-appropriate things of, well, this is what we believe, but also we know you're not us. And so we want you to talk to us about it along the way. Because you're right, Matt. Nobody's sex life looks the same. Right. But like I know I've shared things about my sex life with friends or whatever. In, and I've taught a sex class at one point. Like not how to have sex, but shared different things that we do. And it's interesting because some people are like, oh, my gosh, I would never. And other people are like, I'd never thought of that. I want to go do that now. You know, and, it's, right. and that's OK. It doesn't matter where you are. You just get to have those different things. I just thought of something funny. I remember when you and (laughs) when Matt and I were first married. I mean, we've talked about this before that like Steve asked me if it was better or whatever. If sex with a straight man (laughs) was better. I just said, how's sex with a straight man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Do you remember your response? (laughs) What? You were like, oh my gosh. Wow. He really likes my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) that's the main difference but along with that like i was talking to steve and we were discussing like how many times we have sex a week on average or whatever like how often we have sex and it was funny because i'm like steve this is the same as how much we had sex too and you were like what we did and i'm like yes we did i don't find that funny (laughs) (laughs) you can stop laughing (laughs) Why are we talking about this? Oh, I all I'm saying is our sex lives looked very different, though. Correct. Even though there was sex happening and it was a connection for us in both relationships. And that's all that's important is that you're connecting with your partner in a way that feels good for you with a partner you feel safe with and all of those things. It's funny that I remember you the answer to that question being that you have way more sex with Matt. No. <laughs> Yes, that's what I heard. Too. You were <laughs> just leave it. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Thanks. That's all I needed, Matt. Thank you. You're so good in bed. I, I didn't necessarily need that. It was 
number of times. Like Oh, just the number of times. Yeah. Oh, because you're competitive in all things. You told us that earlier tonight. <laughs> yes, I did. Not when yes, Steve I was am. here, but mm-hmm. anyway, it's just different for everybody. And that's what it comes down to. Be the one that educates your kids. I feel bad sometimes Stop. that we... <laughs> my camp trailer is way better than Steve. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's true. You've got the Airstream. <laughs> Can we not... Titanium plated. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. What were you saying? Sorry. I, no, I no was idea. saying that... Steve was saying something. I feel bad sometimes that we... We never talk about female homosexual relationships mm. which there's a whole nother aspect right. of the things we just talked and, about but and none of us have experience again, with that so yeah. we are not the podcast for that unfortunately but and but the, again go educate yourself right. or if your kid is in that situation if you are in that situation that that is you know that you are a lesbian or have the same parts just go there we, let's see, get education. Yeah, just keep thinking of more I guess what, scenarios. I, I there's love to so ask many what, scenarios. I'd love to ask the listeners, like, would that be interesting for you to, if we brought in a lesbian couple and interviewed them about their sex life? Not necessarily about their sex life, but like educating ourselves. And this could actually be okay. a really good conversation. Sex education from, okay, got it. Like a sex educator about different types of sex. Somebody yeah. asked me... A while ago, if Jessica, you hear from wives who are going through a divorce, their husband coming out, Mm -hmm. leaving the church, I hear from the husbands in that scenario. And someone asked me, what about lesbians? You ever hear from women who are leaving the church and divorcing their husband and coming out? Okay, but all of those things don't happen for everybody. Like, I want to make that clear, too. Right. I hear from women whose partner has come out, period. Okay. And then there's all sorts of other things that happen alongside that. Okay. Keep going though, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do I hear from women? No. Have you, you heard from men? men? Yes, I do. Have you? Okay. Whose wives have come out lesbian? Yes. I hear from everybody in this situation, and any of like changing those dynamics. The other day, I had somebody who is in a they're lesbians, and her wife just came out as trans. Hmm. Like I hear. All of these things, it all comes down to. There are so many different scenarios. There are so many different scenarios where there are. But the feelings are the same when a partner comes out of something you just weren't expecting. It's not that you don't love them or you're not accepting, it's just different than what you had planned. And I know how you intentionally phrase it as crisis in in your relationship, Mm -hmm. as more of an all encompassing. Not just, did your husband come out? Yeah. Well, and (laughs) I work with women who also are experiencing their hetero you know betrayal betrayal like it's just their husband is having an affair so that's why i call it crisis and talk about right. betrayal not just there can be a lot of different circumstances mm-hmm. that lead and, to many of and maybe it, the, the crisis and is the fact that they haven't been cheated on yet too yeah there's all sorts of things some other crisis but yes steve on. i do hear from men i do hear from i hear from the women who have come out I had a friend ask me, are there resources for that? And is Jessica one? And I said, talk to her and see. I'm sure there's so much that's applicable. I, I don't hear from people in that scenario very much. Mm-hmm. I almost always hear from guys who have come out, are coming out and have very religious backgrounds and mm. have an ex-wife and kids most often. I also want to put out there. Not always kids, but. That 80% of the women I work with who have had a partner come out are not LDS. They are not members of my church. And they are not religious at all. Hmm. Okay. 
So I think often, and I thought I would specifically be working with women in our church. I thought I'd be working with people or from a conservative Christian religion in general or some conservative religion. And that is not the case. It's so crazy to me. This is an issue in society of people not even feeling safe to come out. It's not just in religions. And Mm -hmm. I know that's not like, it's an experience that we've had, but I think that it's broader than that. I think it's more extreme in religion and, and can be harder on people, but I don't know. Anyway, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But yes. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, from your retreats, the the women that I've met. Yeah. Most of them I aren't. I think most of them were. Mormon. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I hear from all the people. I've thought about putting together a men's group. And I haven't brought it up probably enough times to get traction on that. I've brought it up just a couple of times, which is just not enough on social media for people to actually see it. But I would love to put together a men's support group for men who have had a wife come out. And I think we can mix them too, but I think there's safety that comes often, especially for women when they get to, when it's just women. That's very stereotypical, but it's just true the majority of the time. So if you have men that are wanting help, send them my way. And I I do one-on-one coaching too. Go ahead, Matt. Can I talk yet? Just kidding. I think that there's (laughs) part of the stereotypical, also stereotypical thing with men is Mm. Men have this, you know, macho feeling yeah, that they I don't, don't need, need help. They don't need help and mm-hmm. haven't quite humbled themselves to a point where they're accepting of a group to help them get through something like this. Mm-hmm. And that's again very stereotypical of yeah. the male type. But send them my way. Yeah. I get them in my DMs. And I I try especially DMs that I get that are somebody saying that share their story of their partner coming out. I very much try to make sure that I engage with them and talk to them, thank them for sharing their story with me because it's a big deal to me that people are willing to share. I know that can be scary. So please don't hesitate to reach out and say, hey, Jess, this just happened. I'm scared. I'm feeling this, whatever. Anyway, I've been asked so many times, do you think it happens as often with women coming out? Like, do you think there's just as many women coming out in their heterosexual marriage as men? And I'm like, first of all, I have no idea because mostly it's the women that come to me. But I know it's happening because I hear from them. I know it's happening, but I don't. I, I have lots my of theories on it. I don't think that it's as prominent. I think it's not as prominent because women are taught to... Like it's deeply ingrained in us to self-sacrifice for our partners, for our children. And so often when we have those, if we had those feelings, I don't think we would, it's just not, we're not worth bringing that up. I think that happens a lot of time. I also so you're think saying they just stay in the relationship. They just stay in it and grin and bear it. I also, Interesting. I, I have lots of theories about this and I don't know because I don't work with them enough. Like I haven't heard from them enough. I also feel like women might be more, again, this is super broad strokes. I don't know. I These are just ideas I've had. Women aren't supposedly as sexual beings as men. And so the women are often, I think, more likely to stay because we create emotional connections more than men do. Like our sex lives are more often based on emotional connection. Right. I would agree with that. Than men's. And this is, again, super broad strokes here. And so I think that sometimes that's enough for women 
to feel happy and fulfilled in their relationships sometimes not always fulfilled enough to stay to stay yeah and to feel like this is i'm good here this is enough so i think i think some of that is the case i also think there's men that are like i'm not talking about this because it emas like is that the word emasculates yeah sure me because here i am a man and my wife wants a woman like that's mm. that's not macho that's not whatever so they just don't talk about it I think there's a lot of things that go into it because it is just a different, every experience is different. I follow this lady on Instagram and she's like, like it's a, they share all their story and she came out and her and her husband, ex-husband still live in the same house. They have two little kids and she immediately, like pretty quickly met this woman who now lives with them as well. They're not together in any way with the ex-husband and he just donated his sperm so they can have another baby. Wow. So now they just had the baby and it's all of the kids have the same dad. And then she just had same. Yeah. So it's a half sibling. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, it's, it's interesting hmm. to see the other side of that. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And I know That's women cool. Good for them. who have come out. Yeah. I mean, they're making it work. Every situation is different guys. Yep. That was is, a lot. Is this one getting labeled explicit content? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Have other episodes gotten labeled that? No. We've had like one, but I think it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and we've dropped swear words occasionally, but not a ton. I was going to tell you guys something. I don't remember it anyway. Okay. Oh, I, I was just coming back to the title. <laughs> Steve's. Steve's trailer. Yeah. Steve's pop-up. I was pop thinking up. the pop-up or something pop like up. that. <laughs> okay. Say goodbye to Steve and Matt for the summer. Unless they decide to join me, you're always more than welcome to join me anytime. Nah. But you <laughs> I'm good. Steve will be laying poolside, but he won't be joining me on the podcast. I'm ready for a break. <laughs> that is just great. And uh, we'll see you next week with this summer series that I'm putting together to help support you guys as you are navigating basically anything hard in your life but specifically crisis in your relationship we're gonna have some great interviews for you really looking forward to it have a good week bye good summer all right my friend real quick before you go please 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 make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and that you are on our email list so that you're the first to know when our summer series of podcast interviews drop and you are not going to want to miss these interviews they are so amazing i was laying in bed last night telling matt all about them about all of the ones that i've done and how excited i am for you guys to have this great information at your fingertips also if you could do us a huge favor please leave us rating and review it means the world to us it also helps people who are looking for our podcast who need the support that we are giving who need to feel less alone in their story by hearing our story so if you have received value from this podcast please leave a rating and review it makes a huge difference for us just because it lights up our day and it's a free way you can support us but also it makes a difference to those who are looking to find this information who are in maybe a similar situation that you are in and they are like oh my gosh i needed to feel seen and supported it's an easy way to pass that on to them I hope you have an amazing week and that you are enjoying the kickoff of summer and we will see you back here next week.